you are good to start, Chair Selby. Wonderful. I will call this meeting to order a, um, a special meeting. You cannot see the screen. It keeps blinking on and off for some reason. Um, thank you. Now I can see it. Uh, of our um, Student Success and Policy Committee meeting, uh, if you could, on December 1st, 2022, Linda, if you could call uh, roll, please. Yes, Chair Selby. Here. Uh, Trustee Chisty is absent. Uh, Trustee Wong. Present. Student Trustee Villalobos. Present. You, you have a quorum. Wonderful. Um, are there, is there any public comment? Um, there is a notice here that said, that says we, uh, public comment will be taken on each item as it's discussed, request to make public comment, must be submitted in advance no later than 30 minutes before the start of the meeting. Linda, do we have any public comment for items not on the agenda? Yes, we do. Fanny Law. Thank you. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead, Fanny. Thank you. The ESO chair and coordinators reviewed, examined, analyzed, and debated the enrollment and attendance data to develop our class schedules for spring 2023. ESL classes at John Adams are well enrolled and attended. There's great potential for growth. And yet the administration suddenly told us via email to remove all classes from John Adams, but put the FTE to Mission Campus. What's appalling was that the dean who has no knowledge of courses emailed us a list of classes that don't exist in the curriculum to put on the schedule. This top-down management style is demoralizing given the already depressing campus climate. It also goes against shared governance, not considering faculty and students' voices. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes public comment for items not on the agenda. Thank you very much. Um, shall we move then to the first item? which is uh, our, oh, I guess we should do the minutes first. Um, here they are on screen, thank you very much. Uh, do we have a motion to approve or any changes need to be made? I move that we approve it. Second it. Thank you, so that's a motion by Trustee Wong, seconded by student Trustee Marinati. Uh, all in, uh, any discussion? All in favor, say aye. Uh, aye. Any abstentions? I guess we have. Uh, if they're not, if they're not there, do they get to abstain? Just <laughs> <laughs> don't. Just figure that out right now. Um, so we have now passed uh, and approved the Success and Policy Committee meeting minutes from uh, October thirteenth, twenty twenty-two. We'll move on to reports and discussion with um, item 4A, board policies, chapters two and three, second meeting potential action item. Uh, yes, uh, Chair Selby, thank you. And this is uh, coming back to the subcommittee for a second read. Uh, as part of our accreditation uh, preparation process, the district has been working hard in updating uh, existing board policies that have not been reviewed uh, in the last 10 years. Uh, the policies in front of the subcommittee uh, once again are coming back for a second read. 
Uh, there were no major revisions and or significant alterations to the existing policy. Uh, just review for appropriate and applicable ed code references and updates to Title V uh, languages, uh, language. Uh, in addition, these uh, policies went through our PGC process, uh, and PGC did two reads uh, and recommended them to the subcommittee uh, prior to the subcommittee's first read uh, at the last meeting. Uh, with that said, I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions regarding the policies. Uh, but once again, this is a uh, second read and an opportunity to move these policies to uh, the full board uh, for their review and consideration uh, at a meeting uh, in the near future. Uh, thank you, Chair Selby. Thank you. And uh, what would be helpful to me is I see, let's just look, I just want it from a procedural standpoint. I'm looking at Chapter 2BP 2.05 Legal Services. I click on it and I, I scoop down how can I tell what the revision was? That's what I'm trying to figure out. The C attached revisions, but I didn't, you can't click on that. You can click on the 2.05. Okay. And there doesn't appear to be any striking out or changes or... Yeah, yes, Chair Selby, and I'll defer to Kristen Charles, but I do know uh, many of these policies uh, will not have any uh, edits or revisions at all. It's just getting them uh, through the review process uh, because each policy has a last review date on it. Uh, but I'll pause there uh, if Kristen has any details, but many of these uh, have no edits or adjustments at this time. Sure, and the ones that say uh, indicate uh, see attached revisions, we need to just scroll down in this document that we're viewing right now, and that shows the revisions. Oh, very good. Very good. So we just scooped down. I'm on my own computer. Yeah. And uh, we, we changed it to there, it looks like, for Correct. legal services, citizen general obligation, uh, the citizens bond oversight committee, um, I, I believe we had a, a, a request there to um, actually try and review. Um, that did, am, I, am I remembering correct? Review what the CBOC does? Um, yes, that was my request. Excuse me? Uh, yes, Chair Selby, that was my request. And, and do you, is that going to be in here? Yes. Or? And you know what? I'm so sorry. This looks like it's missing that. We had a version of this that actually did capture that. It, uh, um, it's stated in section I, where it currently reads, the board has the sole discretion to select and appoint CBOC members. It um, would read, based on your request, the board shall review all applicants and has the sole discretion, et cetera. My apologies. I'm not sure how I managed to. So I don't know that that was my request. Alan, that may have been your request. Uh, 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 Trustee Wong, it may have been your request. My request was that we uh, start to review uh, the C, the Citizens Bond Oversight Committee uh, policies and Kind of try and strengthen the committee because I have heard from several people that the committee has almost no power 
and is not able to do their job as a result of really monitoring uh, the bonds and making sure that they're on time, on scope, and on budget. Um, does that ring a bell to anybody? It, 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 it does, Chair Selby, and thank you for the, the clarification. Uh, we are uh, in the process of queuing up uh, a board presentation regarding the CBOC bylaws. Uh, so the Proposition 39 uh, part of the California Constitution requires uh, bond oversight committees to have established and board approved bylaws where uh, that information would reside and be adjusted if needed. So we are uh, queuing that up to bring the CBOC bylaws uh, to the board here in the near future. Wonderful, so that doesn't need to be here. In other words, that's not a revision that needs to be here. Very good. Um, I'm, I'm just reviewing these changes uh, now. I apologize. But does anybody else, any of our uh, other members, have any comments or thoughts as I do that? I have. I see uh, uh, Trustee Wong, her hand is raised. Yes, since. Followed by uh, Trustee Mon uh, student Trustee Monagani. Oh, did you call me or Trustee I, I said, uh, let's start with Trustee Wong, at least on my okay. screen here first, followed by student trustee Nani. Got it. Okay. Um, since the, the changes I request um, don't reflect in the agenda, would it be appropriate to make an amendment at this meeting? Because if we, since it doesn't reflect, uh, we might not necessarily be able to approve it unless we make an amendment right now. If I may, Chair Selby, I think that is a uh, very viable path forward. So if the subcommittee uh, chooses to approve these to forward to the full board, uh, it can be approved with amendments and we will make sure that those amendments are reflected uh, in the policies prior to uh, being agendized for a full board meeting. Okay. That, sounds, that sounds great. And then Trustee Wong, do you want to suggest? Yes. Um, in the uh, CBOC um, policy, in the paragraph that says committee selection and composition, in the second to, let's see, third to last um, sentence in that paragraph, um, I want to change it from the board has the sole discretion to select and appoint CBOC members to the board shall review all CBOC applicants and has the sole discretion to select and appoint CBOC members. That is my motion. Do we need a second on that, Linda? Or is that just an amendment? Do we need to just have consensus? Well, we should. If it's a motion, then we definitely want to second. Student trustee, can you second that? Student trustee Marinani. Yes. Um. Uh, can you repeat the sure. amendment? Um. So in the C book. Um, in the paragraph that says committee selection and composition, it's on page 
Um, what page is it here? I think it's the first page. Yep, it's the first page. There's a paragraph um, underlined that says committee selection and composition. In the third to last sentence of that paragraph, it currently says the board has the sole discretion to select and appoint CBOC members. The proposed change is to have it to, to be changed from that to the board shall review all applicants and has the sole discretion to select and appoint CBOC members. Se second it. Okay, wonderful. Um, and all in favor, any discussion on that? All in favor say aye. Uh, aye. Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? The motion passes with the amendment. So we have C, C Bach is gonna go to the general board. Because that recommended amendment. <clears throat> um, any uh, uh, any more student trustee Wong or should we move to I mean trustee Wong or should we move to student trustee money I don't have anything else to to add. That was my main um, thing that I want to bring up. This thank you. Okay, thank thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Uh, just to just to be clear, for the policies that don't have any revisions, uh, we did go through them. Uh, it did go through the PGC, but there were just no recommendations, correct? Uh, that is correct. Uh, student trustee Malinali, each one of the policies that are listed uh, in the attachment did get two full reads at the PGC, uh, but no recommendations were required uh, based on ed code or Title V or through discussions at the PGC. Okay, thank you for the clarification. No further question. Thank you. And I have one, one question myself, and it is regarding, uh, regarding physical and mental health. Uh, academic personnel, general provisions. I'm just, I, I, I really, I, absolutely approve the changes uh, in text. I think they are, uh, it, it reads better, it's clearer. Uh, I'm just curious why we took out physically and mentally healthy. It looks like it was the faculty that took that out. Can you repeat the question here, Selby? I did not yes, catch it. Yes, uh, in the second line of academic personnel general provisions, physically and mentally healthy was stricken. I'm just curious why. Does anybody know? It was a faculty. It looks like the uh, recommendation came from the faculty. One second, thank you for scrolling to that item. Uh, and if we can scroll to the bottom of that document to see the blue uh, edits. And it looks like that, uh, so that's information that uh, we can bring back for the full board. I do know uh, in review of these policies, uh, faculty, as well as HR, I reviewed it for language that uh, may be appropriate for uh, how we uh, 
assess uh, that type of situation uh, mm -hmm. in, in today's environment. Uh, so that is information that uh, it's a great question. And we can bring specific information uh, to the board next week. Okay. Yeah. Well, and we don't have uh, Mitra Sapienza here today, President President Sapienza, right? I don't see her because she probably would have um, We do not. Yes, and, I and I will, oops, sorry. Go ahead. I will just add that the chancellor is absolutely correct. It, it was a question of how would we even measure that? It, it feels like very outdated language and a very outdated concept. And so it was recommended, uh, that change was recommended uh, via Mitra, actually. Okay, you, you recall. And uh, Jesse, it looks like you're, and sure. please give me your proper title so I don't. It, it, it's okay. I'm the current uh, interim vice chancellor. So, so to 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 uh, Kristen's uh, point and and Chancellor Morton's uh, point, uh, there's there's great sensitivity now uh, about mental health stigmatism. Uh, and again, uh, it is not up to to us uh, to to determine if somebody has the physical mental, uh, you know, uh, capacity. So, so I think there's some uh, recognition that uh, again, this is outdated language, uh, and for folks who are suffering from mental health. Um, you know, disorders, uh, it's, it's something that uh, is a highly sensitive um, issue. Thank you. I, I assumed that was what it was, but it was yes. yeah, thank you. All right, um, if there are no further uh, questions on this, do we need to uh, vote to move it forward? I, I do not believe so, uh, Chair Sell, because I believe the uh, previous motion encompassed uh, all of them. Uh, but if there are additional edits uh, that are needed, we can take those uh, as is. Okay. I'm good. Is everybody else good? We can move on to uh, 4B, new board policy, 6.33 nursing programs, potential action item. Uh, thank you, Chair Selby, and I'll pass it off uh, to my colleague, uh, Dean Kuiper, uh, who I believe is here to speak to uh, the revisions uh, suggested regarding our nursing program policies. Um, yes, thank you very much for having me here. Um, one of the eight departments I oversee is registered nursing, and the other one is licensed vocational nursing. We did not have a policy uh, that actually outlined uh, court, um, at our selection into both of these departmental programs. This is required. And so this is uh, moving forward a board policy and administrative procedure that would actually fill that gap. And I'd be glad to answer any questions. Thank you. Um, and I forget titles. I don't know how, what your title is, Evie, but I know you're way up there now. It, it's quite long. It's the Dean of Health, PE, and Social Services and oh John Adams Campus. Okay. Can I say Dean then, Kuiper, and leave it at that? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, I just have one little thing, and this has to do with... Um, with, uh, and y'all are gonna have to carry this on once I'm gone, I really hope you do. Uh, it has to do with uh, plain talk. Um, there is a word that has entered our vocabulary that is nonsensical and it uses a whole bunch more letters than another word that means the same thing and it's utilized. Um, and this, this 
this particular document is stuffed with utilizers. And I wondered if you would uh, permit us to exchange utilizers for uses um, in all of the cases, which has an identical meaning and a lot less letters. We're fine with that. Wonderful, thank you. And if you don't know plain talk, uh, Dean Kuiper, I think it would be um, very interesting for you to read it. It's just, what we're trying to do is make it easier for everybody to understand what we're saying and you know, as, as little jargon as possible so that students and the general public, uh, you know, acronyms be, be gone, that sort of thing, so that students um, and the general public can uh, have an easier time of understanding what's going on here. And I, I, I want a personal thing here, which is that uh, the criteria for screening, I'm, I'm very pleased to see that um, I don't think you know this, Dean Kuiper, but my dear friend and neighbor got in this okay. uh, this last uh, well, in, I guess in the next the next September or something. And he said there were 500 applicants and only 25 people were let in. So, um, you know, my my fervent hope. I'm going to hear a little bit more than you want to probably about this because this is my last thing: is that we get more nurses and we can increase the program because it's hugely hugely popular and highly successful, so. We, we are hoping uh, fervently to up our faculty numbers within um, both departments um, because there is a great need to do that. Agreed. Any other questions, concerns, comments? Uh, if not, is this a potential action or an action? Can we can we move this through with the with the uh, with the requested amendment? Uh, if the subcommittee so chooses, yes, it could be moved through to the full board. I will make a motion to move it to the full board with a positive recommendation. Thank you, Trustee Wong. Do we have a second? Second it. Thank you. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be up a lot today, both of you. Um, all in favor, say aye. 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 Any uh, opposed? Any abstaining? And the motion passes. This is great, the nursing program. Moving on to the updated board calls. Yeah. You know what I forgot to ask, Linda? Are there any, uh, is there any public comment on any of these that we've done so far? No, there isn't. Okay, and I see nothing as well? That's correct. Okay, thank you. Um, Chancellor, would you like to lead us through this or? Can I, can I say something? Yes, of course. Yes, I just wanted to uh, uh, thank Dr. K for the amazing work that you've done um, and continue to do and just know that we see you. Very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, Chair Selbin, I will pass uh, item 4C off to uh, Interim VC Lee uh, for an introduction. Thank you, Chancellor Martin. Uh, with this particular uh, degrees and certificate, BP, uh, AP, uh, there, there are two parts. The BP is simply a modification to, to, to the current language. Uh, and the AP is creating a new one because there uh, wasn't one uh, in, in, you know, uh, previously. So, so the update to the BP uh, is mostly improvement to the language. The last time it was updated was back in 1994. The one notable thing about the BP is that it helps to lay the groundwork 
for the offering of bachelor's degrees. As you know, there are other community colleges in the state of California that are uh, offering uh, baccalaureate degrees. Uh, and if we want to consider this sometime in the future, we want to have language in our BP to, to explore potential options. Uh, so, so, so again, we do have uh, one program uh, that, that might be ready, uh, but again, we still need to have internal conversations first. But again, the first part of this uh, you know, BP is to uh, give us the flexibility if we choose to explore offering a bachelor's degree program. So that's the first part. The, the creation of the AP is new. Uh, again, this is just to uh, note existing practices. Uh, and, and again, um, the other piece of the puzzle for, for this particular you know, uh, item is that the BPAP is, is getting a new number, moving out of the Student Affairs Chapter 5 and into Academic Affairs Chapter 6. Um, and again, it's, it's simply uh, going through the process of updating and modifying and giving us the opportunity to again consider offering potentially a new bachelor's degree program should we choose to based on student need and demand. Thank I'll be you. happy to take questions, yes. Yeah. Any questions? From my participants here. Um, I will make a comment. I don't have a question. I, you know, first of all, very glad that we have the, the, the board policy and then the administrative policy to back it up. That seems to be important. Um, I am thrilled. I think you are you are an optimist in terms of BC <laughs> in terms of uh, the four-year degree, but I think that's the right way to go. I mean, there's no reason that we couldn't um we right. couldn't offer things, uh, you know, cannabis is the one I, I'm going to you know, reference trustees before me that, uh, you know, Trustee Tempano and I, you know, believe we're in good shape since I don't think state uh, in particular does give that sort of degree. But I, I just feel like yep. there are definitely opportunities there that we should take advantage of. Um, and that, of course, San Diego Community College yes. led the charge on. Um, to make sure that we were able to do this. I think they're expanding the ability to get a four-year at community college. Is that right? That you, well, there was a test period and then they expanded it so more right. colleges are able to join that. That's so right. I think that's extremely exciting. Um, and that is all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you for your work, as, as, as my name so eloquently said before. Trustee. Yes, uh, Trustee Wong. I'd like to make a motion to move this to the full board of positive recommendation. Second it. Okay, moved by Trustee Wong, seconded by trust, student trustee Mani Nadi. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed, any abstentions? And the motion passes. Thank you. And now we have free city MOU review continuation. Uh, yes, Chair Selby, thank you. And I will pass it off to VC Cooper Wilkins to bring the subcommittee up to speed uh, on uh, much of the free city uh, work that's been done to date and some next steps in respects to the debt uh, concept, as well as other opportunities that uh, may uh, be in our future. Thank you. Am I unmuted? Oh, wonderful. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm glad to be here today to give a quick update on the uh, free city 
uh, program and the recent oversight committee meeting that happened uh, just this past November 10. At that meeting, uh, we were able to give a free city update um, that included, would you like me to share the PowerPoint presentation that was given that day? I'm happy to do that. Okay, hold on one moment. Please do. Yeah. Give me one second here. Oh, I need ability to share, please. There we go. Sorry about that. No worries. Is everyone seeing the slideshow? All yep. right. And so um, the first thing that happened was a update um, by um, Kelly Karen Jeff, who is a research consultant who put together our uh, uh, end of year report for 2021. Um, and so she went through some of the data slides that the oversight committee meeting, uh, oversight committee is accustomed to getting about the, the program. And so I will just go through those really quickly information about our annual student headcount um, broken down by term, um, the type of uh, support uh, that is given uh, to our students. So both the waiver and the grant and the percentage of students um, who receive that. I'm sorry, can you go back? I'm already sure. lost. I, I, I want to make sure I understand this. So what does this mean? How can no free city be a type of free city support? Um, just a comparison of all of the students who, um, uh, if the total enrollment for a particular semester is there, it's the number of students who were um, took advantage of uh, free city and um, both the waiver and the grant. The waiver, which is the promise waiver, that one? No. So if a student is not in need of the free city waiver to cover the cost of the units, they do get a grant in lieu of. Um, so it's just the breakdown of the students who receive those support. And remind me, is that the same amount, the waiver and the grant, or is the grant a different amount? I'm sorry. Could you repeat the question, Trustee Selby? Uh, is the waiver amount the same as the grant amount or different? Or does the grant It is a different amount. Um, it is a set amount. <clears throat> and I will double check that for you and get you the number um, okay. um, versus what would cover the units um, of a student who's taken. Uh, units. I see your hand, Trustee Wong. Yes. Um, okay, so for the 50% free city waiver, that means they utilize free city to ooh, pay their tuition. Is that right? Okay. It covers and then the cost the, of their units. Okay. And then for the 9% free city college uh, grant paid, that means they already received a, a some other financial aid, so they had the grant option. Mm -hmm. uh, and then for the 11%, um, oops, sorry. Why, what does the 11% mean? Because wouldn't the 11% be the same as the 9%? No, and I think this is because of if we looked at this across a total year, it may be just the difference in a semester where a student may have gotten one or the other. Um, 
And so the same students may have gotten a different type okay. of award, award in a different semester. So say, so it'd be in a situation where in one semester, they got some financial aid, so they got the grant. And then the following semester, they just utilized Free City College, but had right. no other. It's a potential example. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was thinking it, it's if they, it would be either, you know, either the grant or the waiver, right? But I guess in exactly. that scenario, uh, they had a, a mix up. So I, I guess the other thing, would that mean that all these folks that the 9% because I, if people were utilizing financial aid, I would expect the grant paid to be higher and the fee waiver to be less, right? I, I guess for for the grant that's paid that those would be the folks that are utilizing the free city e-college program and fafsa or other financial aid right or some other way okay. to pay the cost of the unit so so is nine percent consistent with say kind of um the number of people that use FAFSA at other colleges or are they higher? Do we get less FAFSA applicants, um, less people utilizing their FAFSA and probably not getting the, the grant that they could be getting because because they they already have free city college? Yeah, I think that I don't want to speculate on that. I know that we would like to see many more students apply for FAFSA here at City because um, we don't have, uh, I think, the number that we'd like to see apply. Um, but I don't want to speculate as to, okay. to why they may not complete it or okay. if they chose not to complete it because, um, again, the who, however the units got covered, um, uh, that is why the, the grant was issued. So okay. I'm sorry, I don't have more detail. Got it. I, and then I, I guess my main question would be, do you have any idea on what's the uh, kind of, what's the percentage of uh, students at other colleges that get some sort of financial aid that covers their entire tuition? I think um, a number that I've heard a lot of, many institutions talk about the high rate of students of, uh, that get financial aid. So for instance, the past couple of colleges that I've worked for, it's in the 70% who get some form of financial aid. Mm. But again, I'm sure that data may exist and, and we can get that and come back with a better average. But I think it really varies from district to district. Okay, got it. And yeah, this, for me, I, this is a big question for me because if only 9% of people are getting the grants as opposed to Free City covering their um, their tuition, that means that they're not receiving much financial aid outside of Free City College to, to me. So I'm just wondering if our students may be underutilizing other options that they have and not getting the full benefit that they could be getting from all the support that they that they have out there. Right, yeah. and it would help us to be able to get a picture of that. We don't require FAFSA currently, and I know we've gone back and forth about that, but it's hard to make the comparison since it's not a requirement. Okay. Um, and what I would suggest, um, uh, Trustee Wong, I think you brought up a really important thing, and I, I feel like it might be good to, um, yes, welcome President Sakanza. 
Um, I think it would be very good uh, potentially to actually have a, a, a discussion on this with FAFSA and with this data, because this data is really awesome. Um, so match those two things up maybe in a future student success and policy committee, because um, that is that is very important that we make sure that we're maxing that we're, we're doing everything we can to maximize the amount of money that our students are able to obtain without taking out a loan. That would be sort of one of my goals, you know, right. so that they, they have to uh, work as little as possible and can still afford rent and food and books and transportation and all that other stuff. So I think your point is well taken. I don't know if that's something, you know, we can put on the agenda maybe for uh, January. Um, Thanks. Um, so they did apply some of this financial aid data you were just inquiring about how many of our students submit uh, a FAFSA, um, a Cal Dream Act application, um, received a California Community College or former BOG waiver uh, promise grant and, um, and or received a uh, Pell grant. And so they're just doing their best to make the comparison to free city versus non-free city. Okay, students. wait, I, this is another fascinating slide. Uh, this is wonderful. Mm -hmm. So I think we just answered the question, guys, right? Because if you look at the percentage mm -hmm. of people who do not do free city who submitted a FAFSA sorry. versus go. the percentage of people who receive mm -hmm. city college who submitted a FAFSA, and they're equally low. Um, yeah, I, I guess this brings up another question, though, right? If it says here that 22 point, let's see, 22.9% uh, of our students receive the, the promise grant, which waives their tuition, shouldn't our, um, our free city college grants exceed 9%? Because we've got 22.9% of people that are receiving the the promise grant, or did they, or did they apply for the bog waiver, but in this case, not fill in some some paperwork for Free City? Right. There is um, that was one of the things that came up about some discrepancies about student participation in Free City, whether or not um, they chose not to apply, or there was any challenge with the application process of itself. So um, I do wish that our representatives from um, our um, institutional research office were here to just sort of set the context a little better than I'm probably uh, not doing currently. Mm. But I know that that is also been a point of discussion when we talked about um, the data. I also will make sure, um, I don't recall now if you all have yet received the copy of the full final um, report. Um, if you have not, I will make sure that everyone um, gets that. So it is more nuanced information than what's available on the slides. Okay. Yeah. And and yeah, to beat a dead horse, the thing I'm concerned about with the 22.9% receiving a uh, promise grant, but only 9% of people receiving the um, this right. city college grant. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that kind of makes me think, you know, either some people are only applying for the promise grant and not filling in the paperwork for free city, or they're filling in the paperwork for free city, but not doing it for FAFSA or the uh, mm -hmm. promise grant and getting their full right. utilization of, of what they could be getting to oops, support themselves and reduce, reduce uh, loans Absolutely. or other things they need to take for education. Absolutely. Good, good horse feeding. I like it. Um, and uh, uh, 
the other thing that I think um, I'd like to ask, and you may not be able to answer, is we don't know what the overlap is between the 30%, the 25%, and the 11%. Is that right? That's right. Know. Okay. And I think this is just a different representation of the slide and a little bit more background. Um, it goes back to the start of the program so that you can see the trends. I'm sorry, I see that your picture tiles, which is how come I keep clicking on the slides and advancing them prematurely, just wanted to make sure you're all able to see the full slides accurately. Can I, yeah. can I ask one other question? I'm sorry if you can go back sure. to the prior slide. It looks yes. like the quantity that we're looking at is 17,000 uh, for 21-22, um, but we had an N of 27,000. Is that because it's over two semesters or? I think it's a combination of both um, free city and non-free city students right. for comparison purposes. Right. That sounds right. Thank you. Okay. And... These are the financial aid data for the credit students for that time period. And it's also it's gone down over that time period, which is interesting. Just looking overall, mm -hmm. the percentage of people who are asking for the FAFSA so looks like has gone down. Um, this is information about unit taking patterns, and there was some discussion about. Um, Free city students typically attempting more units than non-free city units. Um, and that's, I think, clear in the uh, final report as well. As well as um, the average units earned. I mean, they're similar, but um, free city students doing slightly better in the number of units earned as well. Also, obviously, um, more awards um, by free city students. So clearly, an impact uh, there. What, and, what do you mean by awards? So more, uh, so free city college students um, seem to be earning their degrees or certificates at a greater rate. Wow, that's impressive. There is a discrepancy in terms of um, student equity groups and uh, non-student equity groups. And I wanna say there's a subsequent slide that addresses who those groups are. And it certainly is outlined in the report. And then this is what, what is the percentage? So this is a comparison of free city and non-free uh, city uh, students. Hold on one second. I just want to make sure I'm seeing the total slide uh, in terms of participation. So pro, uh, overall, per, I want to say overall participation rates in the program, sorry. So um, the breakdown in the students 
um, who participated. So you've got a number previously of the total number of free city students and non-free city students. So this is just the um, ethnic breakdown for those students for the 2021 year. Yeah, I feel like that's, I feel like we should be <clears throat> thinking about the Black or African-American, the Filipino and the uh, Native Hawaiian who do, who seem to be, you know, 10 points lower mm -hmm. than everybody else. Yes. And how we can get that, you know, why, why are they, why are they 10 points lower than everybody else? Exactly. And so, and those are the, the, the groups of students referred to as the, the equity group of students, yeah. And then gender breakdown. Age. So I will say that, um, you know, I get, a, I, when I was campaigning this last time, I got, I got a lot of people 60 to 70 plus who were like, why do I get free city? I shouldn't get free city. I should have to pay. It's like, just take it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sorry. Oops, sorry. Um, so again, equity and non-equity students, um, just a breakdown um, so that there um, is definitely a need to educate and inform and educate, educate. exactly. Yeah. I mean, does that seem, do you, have you dug into this at all? Does that seem to be the issue, education and information or counseling? Um, yeah, I, I want to see if this is on later slides. I know that there have been some focus groups done recently. I just don't know if they've addressed, if there were specific concerns highlighted um, regarding access to Free City. And I do see your hand, Trustee Wong. What is the, what is the, paperwork required or what needs to be submitted for somebody to qualify for free city i'm just wondering what the administrative burden is on the on the student so there is an electronic application um, that is a part of the registration process and um, i think that it is worth looking at what the series of questions are because there has been um, more than once a concern raised about potentially a person not understanding the question and maybe not answering it accurately um, and finding themselves not qualified for free city initially so i think that's worth looking at the clarity of the questions um, to make sure that that's not a barrier but it is built into the registration the main question Sorry. The main question that may uh, make that would kind of screw it up for them is if they answer they're not a resident, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm wondering also uh, for Filipino and native, maybe um, uh, Hawaiian, uh, is there any language? Do we do other languages? Do we do Spanish? Do we do for the application or is it just is it English? Oh, that's a great question. I will need to check the availability of that. And we do certainly have more multi-language resources available um, that we're incorporating into registration and registration supports, live support. So um, that's a great question. I will come back with that answer. All right, just the, the top zip codes of, of where our free cities uh, students are residing.
And then uh, I've mentioned that there were some context provided for some of the terms used. So then after this presentation, um, I went on to ask the oversight committee if they were open to continuing our work with the free, um, sorry, with the RP group who had done that um, a technical and equity impact report previously. And the nature of the work that we have inquired with the RP group, um, and they are very open to doing this, is to facilitate um, multiple sessions to support the development of actual equity goals and outcomes, because currently those are not a part of the uh, free city program. Um, so every year when we do these updates, we're not really speaking to particular set of goals um, or anticipated outcomes around equity impact of free city. And so there does seem to be interest we have received a, a scope of work and a projected cost for what it would look like to facilitate these sessions, which I'll be submitting um, to the Free City Oversight Committee for their consideration. The goal would be then to have at least two, possibly three sessions in the months of January and February um, to, for this purpose of developing um, goals and outcomes and to include key City College staff, who obviously could potentially be impacted by this, um, not to say that even additional recommendations about additional staffing are, are not, you know, possibilities, but if there is a desire to see more support coming from various areas of the college, it would be helpful to have those folks also be a part of the, the discussions and the planning. And so that is what the reference to this slide is. Trustee Wong, I do still see your hand. Did you have another question? No, I just left it up. Oh, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, and then the final part of the City College update at the Oversight Committee meeting um, was facilitated by uh, Rebecca Chavez, and it was around the information related to student debt. And so um, Rebecca and her team, I think, went back and looked at um, the outstanding fees uh, by fiscal year of both free city um college program participants as well as san francisco residents who for whatever reason did not participate in free city over these number of fiscal years and put that data together to come up with this final um total outstanding fees um for free city and uh, san francisco residents and so that information um, was shared with the oversight committee. There were several questions about what types of fees and, and things like that um, were included in this. And so over and above the cost of tuition, you know, whether or not there were materials fees or health fees or other, you know, fees that could be covered to help alleviate the debt of, of the students. And so this was the proposed request for use of the um, reserve funds to cover that. And so the, um, the oversight committee um, voted unanimously to support um, uh, recommending using those funds for that purpose. And that recommendation went to the mayor. And so, um, and then this was the final steps that um, in terms of following up with the oversight committee on the next steps with how we could address um, 
formulating equity goals um, for the program. Thank you, VC Cooper Wilkins. And I guess my question there, noting where we where you finished, uh, which is that uh, we, first of all, yay on the debt, well done. Um, and obviously, that that I don't know how many people that is. Uh, but those are all potential students <laughs> that we can add to the roster uh, as soon as possible. So that's extremely exciting. But where does that lead us in terms of, I think one of the things we wanted to do to continue the discussion, I don't know if anybody has their notes from the past discussion, but I think one of our reasons for doing this was that the chancellor had said, if we're opening up this can of worms, um, then the time, meaning, meaning the MOU, how it's structured, what the money can be used for, then the time to ask for potentially additional things is now. Um, can you sort of comment upon that and see if you still feel that this is a, a fruitful discussion to have and that there's a possibility that we'll be able to um, have additional funds? Uh, I know there are additional, I know there are more than $2 million worth of uh, funds that have not been used, um, but I'm just wondering, does this still feel like a good direction where you could go to, I don't know what your next step would be, maybe in January and say, here are some additional ways or if you can sort of talk us through the process. Yeah, so I do think that this is a great time to have this discussion. Like I said, I feel like the oversight committee, I'm sorry, I do see trustee uh, Villalobos' student trustee Villalobos' hand up and I didn't know if he... I, I mean, you could, you could finish your... your oh, okay. Uh, yes, and I'll wait. Yeah, so I do feel like there is a lot of synergy around the conversations that um, this committee and the oversight committee at large have been having. I think they are very eager to figure out ways to support the success of students, increase the utilization of the program, um, you know, look at um, you know, everything from the, the staffing support um, to other considerations, even around this whole idea of a, a student accumulating debt in the first place, having to repay, you know, the, the, um, the funding. So I think this is a, a great opportunity, um, particularly um, because the, the committee seemed really open to this idea of meeting and convening around ways to um, both set goals, but also to, to think about um, strategy, um, particularly staffing strategy for the, the program. So, so yes, I, I, I do think it's, it's a great opportunity. There is still a considerable reserve um, available um, to, um, you know, support um, additional ideas about what it could look like to um, expand on the program and to support student success um, who are utilizing the funds. So, so I, I agree that this is a great time for those discussions. Thank you. Student Chessie Maninani. Uh, yes, thank you, Chair. Uh, yeah, having the, uh, having the opportunity to sit in the Free Oversight uh, Committee has, uh, is, has been a, such a, a plus uh, for students because we, we are able, uh, I'm able to share the Stuart narrative and advocate for students and, and within that space, um, every opportunity that I get to be able to talk about the barriers uh, of city college um, uh, impeding on students and how we could eliminate those barriers. Um, I think it's been very receptive by the oversight committee 
um, and very ec ecstatic when when this uh, possibility of uh, wiping out student debt came to to uh, possible reality um, ha has been just uh, such uh, positivity. Um, I, I feel that the 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 vibes have been um, trying to create as less barriers as possible for students and eliminate student debt is one of those um, one of those uh, steps. So I'm I'm very excited and now hearing that it it moved forward and then now it's uh, in the mayor's or in city hall somewhere and and uh, trying to figure out what the next step is. Uh, just excited. I guess I would have a question for you, student trustee Marinani. I know, I know I have a, a laundry list potentially of things that we could, we could include uh, that would reduce barriers for students to come back, including of course, some money for recruiting and outreach, possibly stipends for students to do outreach, um, marketing, possibly uh, money for a transit test, a free transit test, since we know that graduation rates increased by 27% at Community College of Rio Hondo when they made their transit free for students. I'm curious if you have, th if, you, if you had your top two or three th things, um, including, I wanna, I wanna put in Trustee Wong and, and uh, Trustee uh, Chisti's suggestion of a, a staff person who is dedicated uh, is another, I think, idea that we've discussed. Is there anything that that you can think in this in this either this laundry list or something that hasn't been mentioned that you feel the students would benefit more and 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 city college as well. I mean, city we we want to increase enrollment. It's not just about you know helping the students because we're such nice people. Um, we benefit when more students come to City College. The, the faculty benefit, the, the, the class, everybody benefits when there are more students. So it's not just altruism here, but can you add to that, or would you like to add to that, that list at all? Uh, yes, thank you, Chair. Uh, and thank you for, for uh, refocusing uh, on students. Um, I, 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 I don't have like a set list, but you know, one one of our biggest things is is student basic needs, and student basic needs are a lot of the things that you just mentioned. Um, it, it's just so so many things, right? Uh, transit being one of them, uh, and and I, I feel that outreach is, is a big component as well. But time and time again, we and we had these discussions in every space that we we uh, as students have the opportunity. Uh, Making sure that City College is equipped to to address or or guide students to be successful, um, and and we and that includes uh, increasing our classes, not eliminating classes, not eliminating programs, um, and and that hasn't been the case. The, the case has been um, a little uh, different uh, with the with the continuing of uh, classes being decreased and and so forth uh so uh, it's it's uh one of those uh things that yeah we do we do need in uh, outreach and recruitment but at the same time we, we got to make sure that that what we have here in store at city at the, in the district um is to make sure that the student success is is there um 
And, and so there's a, a list of things, right? Uh, but student debt, uh, having student debt uh, decreases the opportunity for students to even step foot onto campus. And, and so um, uh, thank you, Dr. Lisa Cooper Wilkins for, for um, you know, creating those, the, the, this presentation and uh, this discussion and all the work and the team that has been uh, behind uh, uh, this this work, making sure that uh, uh, the free the free city oversight committee understands understands um, the student the complexity of student barriers. Uh, I, I hope that that gives a little more perspective, uh, Chair Selby. That's the one to today. Trustee Wong, is there anything you'd like to yes. uh, focus on yourself uh, uh, amongst you know, oh. the chancellor? If you want to help guide us, if you if you if there are specific things that you think we should be focused on, I'm happy to hear those. Basically, this is a discussion, guys, so feel free to talk. <laughs> um, may May I speak, or uh, you want yes, to please. Yes, okay. please. Yes. Um, so for the the idea about creating a position, how do we go about doing that? Does City College need to put in a request to DCYF or do we create a position and build them? How, how does that happen? So, so I, if, I, if I may, I feel like that's the how. Are we already at the how? I feel like we're still at the what and the why really, not the how. Does that make some sense, Trustee Wong? Uh, it it doesn't make sense at the same time. We uh, I, I think understanding the process can be a consideration in the what or the if in 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 terms of having such a position. Just sort of understanding the the process for something like that uh, for potential implementation would allow like if or should we or yeah. Okay. You see, Cooper Wilkins, do you want to respond to that? Yes. So it, it, there is a dispensation in the MOU for us to determine staffing levels and to submit that information to um, uh, sorry, I was looking at the chat. There was a request for information in the chat um, to um, to to be able to put the details forward for that. And then it's required for us to show the time and effort of any staff uh, person so that we're, you know, billing or charging um, the, the account appropriate for the individual's time. So I think a big part of this discussion and why I think it's so important to also have um, the staff of the college who are involved um, in the various components that might support um, the ideas that come forward in this uh, working with the oversight committee to think about um, how we have improved equity um, outcomes and impact um, is just around that. So, cause uh, we know that any of the ideas that come forward will generate a need for additional support um, and likely 
um, get to the place where you are um, now, uh, Trustee Wong, in terms of thinking about what the staffing looks like. Because right now, um, you know, we can um, kind of create time and effort for the work that individuals are contributing to the program. For instance, we have one full-time person in admissions and records right now um, who's dedicated to processing the applications and, and doing the follow-up and things like that. Um, but if we were to look at um, enhancing what we offered in the way of support to um, students who are free city program participants, um, that would require, you know, more, more staffing support for sure. And, and we would have outline what that would look like and obviously um, put forth that recommendation and, um, I, you know, uh, itemize the costs and all of those things. So I think that the two things are going to definitely go hand in hand in terms of the conversations around how do we augment or expand the, the ways that uh, Free City can have an equity impact and, and offer more support to students. Okay. Um, and then to see if I, I caught everything. So it sounds like in in summary, if for any of the current um, staff that support Free City, they, they, the, the time is kind of calculated in terms of the percentage of their time that they put in, whether it be like 100% or 10%, and then a bill is submitted to, to the uh, DCYF to, to reimburse us for that time time spent? So the way that it works right now is, um, again, uh, it was already like identified as a part of um, administering the program, the need for the staffing, say, in our admissions and records office. And there's a list of other positions because there's work that happens on the administrative side. Um, the fiscal area, that kind of thing. So, um, so yes, exactly that. So, what is the the salary for the individual, so that that amount of money can be earmarked to cover that salary, and then what ends up being the time and effort of other staff to put together reports okay. and do other logistical work for the program, so that the, again that that money can be okay. billed appropriately to the the free city fund. Um, but obviously, with the aware, you know, in a, with the awareness that the um, DCYF would have about here are the roles that have responsibilities for the program and, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. We can't always know in advance the um, mm -hmm. the time and effort of some of the other areas until that time and effort um, uh, calculation is done, but then they're at least aware here are the folks that are working on it and 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 we provide those reports on that. So, so again, I think I think Trustee Wong, you're getting heavily into the into the how. I think what you're what you're saying and what you're asking, and I think this is a reasonable request, is would this group be interested in in having uh, a staff person uh, potentially be added to the folks who are currently working on City College? And I I sort of feel like that that goes hand in hand with I think what you may be saying, BC Cooper Wilkins, which is that once this report is done we're going to have a better idea of what all is needed from a staffing perspective to increase equity. Um, we, we see clearly that there are certain groups that are not taking advantage. We also see clearly that Free City is being used by 70% of our students in some way, shape or form, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think that's a that's not a du duplicated count, but that's 70%, seven out of 10, City College students are using Free City. Is that right? Do, is that what that first chart was showing us? Hold on one second. Let me go back to that slide. Remember, there was 30% that, that high. 
and there was everything else, which somehow I've taken advantage of free city. Yeah. Because that's super powerful from the perspective mm -hmm. of how important this is to the future of City College. I would like, I, I absolutely, you know, second that. I, I feel like what you showed us today is that we need something having to do with making sure the very students who we are centered on, the equity students, are getting the help that they need, whatever role that is. And I feel like this equity group that you're talking about would be, um, or this, this reporting group that's going to study this would be helping us determine what we would need. Is that correct? Would that be part of their role? Yeah, help formulate. Um... Because that, that's always been the question is what is the equity impact of free city, but that we don't have goals established that would help us um, really determine that. Okay. Um, may I ask, um, uh, we have President Sapienza, please. Hey, everyone. Thank you. Um, I was just wondering, I had a, a couple comments. I'm, I'm just noticing that the, the data for free city is very, very similar, if not identical to, um, well, not identical, but similar to our overall equity gaps at the college. Um, and so I just was thinking as you were talking that, um, you know, are, could we align these equity goals uh, for free city with the already established equity goals in our, our latest student equity plan? And that um, was the recommendation of the RP group is that that work should not be done without aligning it with our own equity goals. So absolutely. Awesome. awesome. Um, and then, yeah, my other comment was just going to be about um, internal communication uh, about Free City. I think, you know, making sure that, yes, we're, I think I mentioned this before, focusing on outreach, um, but I think we can do better service to students if we have more consistent in-reach on on this and and other things but especially free city so if there's opportunities perhaps through some of the things that you've all been discussing about staffing and things like that but you know really focusing on how are we training or informing you know faculty and classified staff and administrators who are currently serving these students um, to to the best of our abilities, um, and making sure that, that that our communication and understanding is consistent internally. Thanks. I just got a request to reattach the documents I sent, so I just put them back in the chat. It's the final report in the for 2021 and the um, student debt. Uh, the more detailed information about the student debt information. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I, I want to second that, President Sakenza. I, I think that's what I'm trying to say a little bit. You said it much better, is that there's clearly things within our college. Once they come to our college, it's two different things, right? Once they come to our college, there appears to be a gap. And it's a gap from them knowing about Free City. It's a gap to them taking advantage of Free City. Um, and, and, and we know that the more financial worries students have, the less student success they have. It's just it's it's inverse, right? You know, um, and so um, in reach, I like that. I've never heard that term before, but I think that's you know that's exactly right. Educating and informing our staff and our faculty on ways to help our students. I can't help but think, you know, at some point, if there's if there's money for a counselor or something like that, that that could be a really helpful thing. I know that's touchy. But I'm just saying, you know, as, as we grow, as Free City appears to be 
if that number, if I'm, if I'm interpreting that number correct, 70% of our students are taking advantage of Blue City. Um, it seems to me like we wanna, we wanna max that out as much as possible. Um, we are talking about outreach, uh, President Sapienza, but I don't think I've gotten any sense if everybody, if how people feel about spending some of this money on actually trying to get folks who are not enrolled now and not be everybody from those who were enrolled and didn't like online classes, because they've gone away. <laughs> we have to get them back, right? To folks who maybe never took a class at City College. I think there's, there's different groups. And so I, I would like to take the temperature of this group of how you feel about, you know, that when, when we had the increase of 25% enrollment at City College, we had a million dollar marketing and communications campaign. Now, I don't know if I did exactly the same, I won't be here to do it, but um, we did have a 25% increase in enrollment when we spent the million dollars on this and it was earned media and there was all sorts of other things. So I, I would like to take the temperature, even if it's just a thumbs up, thumbs down on whether that is uh, something that we think we would also feel. What I like about it is it's one-time funds. It's not an ongoing thing like staffing is. You could have it there and then not have it there the next year, or if the money were still there, perhaps continue, uh, you know. Um, and I think that the faculty, because the faculty are absolutely critical to outreach, the students, um, the trustees, the administrators should all be involved in helping to, uh, to craft it and to carry it and to execute it, because I think um, that's how we're going to, you know, make this super successful. That the boots on the ground part, not necessarily digital, but um, thumbs up if you think that's a worthy use of money. Thumbs down if you if you don't. Let's see if I can find my thumb. I can't find my thumb. <laughs> well, I'll do it this way. Obviously, I'm interested. Is anybody else interested? Okay, BC <laughs> Cooper Wilkins is interested. We got two there. Um, President Sapienza, uh, Trustee Wong, and uh, trust, student Trustee Marinani. We're off camera, so I can't see thumbs. Thumb, thumb up for me. Thank you. And I think it should be, I like your idea, in-reach and outreach. I, I, I like the idea of combining that, that, you know, it's got reach in it, <laughs> combining the two. Uh, I, I might have made that term up. I might have read it somewhere. I have no idea where it came from. We do use that term. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I think it's a good one. Uh, student trustee. Oh, that was that was a thumbs up. I couldn't find oh, the thumb. I couldn't find a thumb. <laughs> so great. Well, uh, and trustee Wong, how do you feel? I'd, I'd love your thoughts on it as well. Um, uh, I don't have any additional uh, comments. I think we're good to go for this item. Okay. Um, let's see, are there any other, other things that we might want to bring forward in terms of helping students? I think we've got the inreach and the outreach and we've got potential staffing based on equity goals uh, uh, to, to really make sure that our most, most needy students, our most marginalized students get, get the word that they don't have to pay for things and that we can get them more money and that that's part of who we are and what we are. Um, any, I mean, I, I, of course, have brought up in the past uh, transit, uh, which is a basic need, as uh, student trustee Marinani said, 
Um, I would say that uh, helping fund a test, a transit pilot program, uh, which we could not do uh, with all students, but we could potentially do uh, with, a, with a subset of free city students um, and possibly use it as a test to see, you know, do, do they, I mean, we've already seen, you see Cooper Wilkins, I mean, the data you just showed is overwhelmingly positive. I, you know, I didn't do the statistical significance test yet, but I imagine it's there that the free city students are taking more units, right? Mm -hmm. um, they are, there's a bunch of different sort of yes, doing better uh, kinds of things. So um, I would be more than happy if, if this group were willing to put perhaps a, a, another uh, sum of money, I don't know what it would be, towards a test where we're able to uh, uh, create a, a free transit for a group of people and test it against another group of people for a year and see if there seems to be a difference in terms of their behavior, in terms of their outcomes, their student success outcomes. Again, kind of looking for a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways, using real thumbs. <laughs> we don't see that. We don't see that the other kind. Uh, Chair Selby. Yes. I think on my side, uh, it's been my Wi-Fi has been going off and on. Oh, okay. So I heard thumbs up. Or yes. Thumbs up. Oh, you didn't hear on what? Did you hear on what? Yeah, I, I wasn't able to hear on what. Got it. Um, so I was just saying that I had mentioned before that we had, we are we have a transit team uh, that at City College that has been working diligently towards getting free transit passes for all. Uh, how do people feel? And I've gotten three thumbs up so far on potential, possibly four on potentially um, using a portion of the funds again. It would be a one-time use, which is kind of good, and it would be a pilot. It would be a test to see, you know, can we can we take a, a group of students and um, compare them to another group of similar students? Give the one group of students randomly because you don't want to, you know, prejudice things. The, the free city passes and then track them over the year, come back after the year and say, wow, this made a difference or wow, this didn't make a difference. Um, you know, the more data we have, the more, uh, okay. <laughs> so two, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up, okay. Because That all yeah. sounds good to me. I, I just like to see some hard numbers, like, you know, how much that would cost, how many students a pilot program would would support uh, uh, before I, so yeah, I, I'm supportive of the idea at the same time, I'd like to see some actual uh, uh, numbers if we had uh, any, yeah, if we were, were saying that we want this, uh, uh, just to kind of, um, in addition to the big picture idea, understanding what, what the fiscal impact is to the free city uh, program. Yeah, the, the fiscal, but more importantly, the impact on student success. Um, this would be a small, you know, this, this would be with the money that otherwise goes back to the general fund. Think of it that way, Alan. Um, and so what we're trying to do is come up with a, with a couple of ideas that um, move student success forward um, and, and make sure that that money, which is our money, I'm just going to say it. It's my last meeting. I've said it before. Uh, this is our money. This is not uh, City Hall's money. 
Um, and uh, I just want to make sure that anything we can do to use that money wisely in a way that maybe forwards long-term student success, we should, we should, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, I see President Sapienza and then uh, Student Trustee Money United. Thank you, Trustee Salve. All right, I don't want to be the downer. Uh, I just want to point out that um, I, I, I love this idea. I, I just also want to point out that there are so many other variables when it when it comes to student success. Um, so I would just want to make sure that we're careful uh, about how we're exactly measuring, um, and then also how we're you know talking about and and informing one another about. Uh, what's going on in other areas as far as as far as what the student experience is, right? Facilities, classroom experiences, um, you know, all of the things that might not show up with, you know, the need for for transit. Um, so I, I'm sorry for I'm I'm sorry there's for not there, having. There's no doubt. There's no doubt at all. And and you were not here. I think when I mentioned that this 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 actually has been done. This test. It just hasn't been done in City College. It was done with City, it was done with uh, Community College of Rio Hondo. Uh, and they gave free student passes and increased graduation rates by 27%. Um, and I don't know if they could say it was causal, but or or correlative. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not the I'm not the uh, the expert there, but um, I think that it, it is a very strong uh, footnote in. Or, or I don't know what you call it, like a, a strong foundation. And there's a lot of other studies as well. I'm familiar with this because I'm on that transit team uh, that giving free transit really does help alleviate a barrier to even getting to class um, and also the rest of your life, you know, getting to the rest of your life. Um, but yes, of course, there are multiple variables at all times. Uh, student, student trustee, Maniani? Yes, uh, thank you, Chair. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I know there's been a lot of work, uh, a lot of work behind the scenes with students and, and student transit. Uh, so so making sure that that continues. Uh, but, you know, I, I always got to add that the, the end, along aside with so many other things, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, student basic needs, the, the fact that, yeah, we, we could get students here uh, would try or help students here with transportation, but if their classes are being cut, programs are being cut, then it, it goes back to the same thing. So, so yes, I, I like the excitement for the transit, but also the excitement with everything else to make sure that we take out those barriers from City College. Thank you, student trustee Malinali. And I'd actually like the chance to possibly to uh, to address that because you said that twice now during this meeting, and I think it is very important. Um, I'll, I'll just preface it by saying, you know, and again, I will not be here one way or the other to 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 hold anybody's feet to the fire, but um, I believe that we had a, a very difficult choice to make that actually, uh, you know, probably. Uh, Cooked my political goose, uh, and we and we made it, um, and we did it once, and we're hoping not to have to do it again. And the best way to move to to not continue to cut classes is to have more students attend. So I, uh, that's my preface. Uh, but but Chancellor, if you want to add something, uh, thank you for that, Chair Salby, and uh, I do appreciate those comments, Student Trustee Malinelli, and I I don't have. 
the runway uh, of data from years past, but we are planning uh, to add FTEF and have added FTEF to the spring schedule. Uh, moving forward, uh, we want to, in a sustainable way, uh, incrementally add uh, classes, and that is something we are definitively doing right now uh, and will continue uh, to do in the future as long as we do so in a sustainable way, uh, because if we add too many too soon uh, and those classes don't fill, uh, then ultimately we would have to reduce and that would perpetuate the cycle uh, many of us speak to uh, in our different circles on campus. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, uh, do a follow-up with that, uh, Chancellor. Um, th well, thank you for addressing. Thank you for addressing, uh, first of all. Uh, but uh, I, I think to, a little bit, to, to be a little more clear, um, adding classes is a plus. That's a plus. That's, that's going to help uh, the district uh, overall. I'm talking about the classes that continue to be eliminated that continue to be taken out of uh, locations and, and put onto other locations. And, and so uh, we're not there yet with the adding the classes. What we're currently talking about and we've been talking about is the eliminating of classes. Uh, thank you for those comments to interest him on. Can I speak? Sorry, my, my, I was muted. I said trust you on. My apologies. Okay, thank you. Yes, and the reason why I bring up, just you know, I understand that this is money that's in the free city fund, and that that we're we're kind of at a excess over there. I I want to understand the how you know how much different things cost so that we can weigh the different competing ideas that are out there and you know how we kind of if if we're kind of suggesting something what the breakdown is and what should be prioritized over another you know for example like the the things that um uh student trustee mal and i brought up about basic needs is kind of looking at the um kind of weighing the uh, competing uh, uh, or the different uh, uh, options that are out there and how much should be kind of uh, portioned out in, in our belief or uh, proposal to to our uh, partners at the city. Sure, makes good sense. I mean, and, I, and the, the transit team, which was made up of mostly students, um, can certainly, uh, and we have a meeting on Monday, uh, we certainly can uh, uh, look into that. To be honest, part of what uh, I'm seeing this is leverage to our friends over at SFMTA and, and Chancellor. I would love to talk to you about the fact I've got all sorts of new information about Jeff Tumlin, who has, believe it or not, started free transit programs for students across the country in his former role at Nelson Nygaard, which makes this even more baffling. Um, but in any case, um, uh, this is leverage uh, because one of the things that has been suggested to us in our, we've been talking to uh, people who already have free transit uh, programs all across California, it's been suggested that to start a pilot program and to be able to show the benefits, even though we all know there are benefits, 
um, to be able to show those benefits is a way to convince the transit agency to be more of a partner. So the next step would be to say there is some interest in using potentially some funds from Free City for a pilot program, but SFMTA, where are you going to move to? Because I won't get into it, but where they are now as to how much of a cost to do this is outrageous, egregious, and nowhere near what anyone else in the state of California pays. It's almost like they're looking at us as a piggy bank. So it's a it's a way of leveraging, you know, saying we have some power and we're giving we're, we're, we're giving up something. But what are you going to give up so we can do this pilot program? That would be the idea here. Um, so yeah, we can certainly look into that again and, and send things back to the group. Um, let me ask a little bit about timing, VC uh, Cooper Wilkins. Where, first of all, is somebody writing down these priorities that we're discussing? Because I think that's super important. We should have this. Uh, uh, Chair Selby, we are recording this meeting and we'll use that to go back and, and uh, document the minutes. Wonderful. And then VC Cooper Wilkins again, timing. What, when are you going back? What do you see as next steps? It's kind of Alan's question, but a little bit larger um, to make sure that we're doing this in a timely fashion. So there is a upcoming uh, meeting with the uh, planners of the oversight committee meeting um, happening in the next few days. It's early next week, if I'm not mistaken, that I will be able to share the um, proposal from the RP group um, and get that vetted um, for the, the cost uh, to work with them again, and also to start the discussion on identifying the dates in February, I'm sorry, in January and February to um, have that facilitated discussion. I'll also be able to find out then to when the next upcoming oversight uh, committee is planned for. So several, I think, updates that are coming that provide an opportunity for us to also share from the college's perspective around things that I think should be incorporated into this this very type of, of planning moving forward. So, so does, do check. we need to have something to you in the next couple of days or do we need to have something to you when? Hold on. I want to be able to tell you exactly when this next meeting is. Give me one second to scan calendar. I see you, Trustee Long. Let's get a date. Some let's get a little clarity on when we need to, you know, feel, you know. Well, my hand was left up by accident. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is uh, that uh, we see Cooper Wilkins. Uh, I'll, I'll say this while you're looking here. Um, do we feel like this is a good thing to bring up to bring forward to uh, the group as a whole on December eighth? Sort of leave this chancellor and VC Cooper Wilkins in your hands as to whether that's a good next step. Uh, yes, Chair Selby, and uh, I do want to uh, ensure that I communicate that the uh, MOU has an existing clause of a process to engage in discussions regarding uh, amendments to it. So, City College. Uh, as a signatory party can engage that process at any point. So we do have the ability uh, to, to initiate amendment discussions at any time. Uh, but due to the, the timing of the free city uh, debt, 
Uh, now is uh, time to continue that momentum, for lack of a better term, uh, and encapsulating uh, many of the conversations. I think one of the uh, things that uh, we, we will take away from the uh, trustees and student trustees discussion is really uh, the need for uh, flexibility within the MOU for uh, us here at City College to locally make the best decision for our students. Uh, once we get into specific spending requirements at the MOU level, uh, then it uh, gets a bit tricky, uh, but making sure that we can get language in the MOU that gives us here at City College the flexibility to make those decisions uh, that are in the best interest of each semester of our students, I think that is where we can have the biggest impact moving forward. And we do have a follow-up meeting actually tomorrow with the oversight planning, uh, the planners for the next oversight committee meeting. And are you feeling that 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 what uh, what Chancellor Martin said it would be worth it for us to bring that up at that time? At that yeah, time? no, I think I, I do absolutely think so. And I think as much that can be done to align all of you know, the, the collective thinking around ways to better support the students um, and to think about improvements uh, to the program and having um, intentional uh, impact, equity impact. I think all of those things are really valuable to be having those discussions collectively, obviously, rather than um, siloed discussions. So absolutely. Okay. And again, so Chancellor, you think it's worth it to bring this up? to um, for the December 10th, sorry, December 8th meeting, potentially to have this be a discussion. I don't think there has to be an action item in there, right? Uh, if that is a, uh, for lack of a better term, thumbs up direction from the uh, subcommittee, we would be happy to agendize that. How are we feeling? I'm, I'm a thumbs up, I don't know what the rest of you use. <laughs> <laughs> two thumbs. I see a two. Happy to have a discussion on it. Mali yeah. gets two thumbs. Two. I saw two thumbs from students. <laughs> okay, wonderful. I think I think you got a thumbs up, so you're good. All right, it is twelve forty three. What else is there? Anything else that we want to bring into this discussion? Uh, President Sapienza, Chancellor, VC Cooper Wilkins, and. Student Success and Policy team. If not, I think we can. Are we, uh, are we doing the future, future items? Yes, I was going to say, if not, oh, okay. future items, future agenda items. I do think we added one, which was uh, connecting FAFSA and the Free City discussion. Is that right? For Again, I'm not sure exactly what the right way to phrase that was, but I think we were trying to see, I mean, we did see in that one data point that the rate of filling out FAFSA does not vary from whether you are a non-free city or a free city person, correct? That's what that chart showed us in the annual report. They were both 30%. And Alan, I think that was your very good question. Does Free City depress FAFSA application fill out? So My question is, 
my question is whether our students are fully utilizing all of their um, financial aid benefits. How about if we change that to how can we help students use their their financial, their, you know, get the get the most financial aid possible? What are some things we can do? What are some best practices, lessons learned, kind of thing? How about if we how about if we, you put that as a future agenda item? Because I think that's a really that that incorporates what you're saying, but it, it, it you know at the end of the day, I'll have some recommendations from BC Cooper Wilkins um, as to what we can do better. That's something that uh, that we should work on. So you're okay with that in a future as a future agenda item? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Uh, yes, student trustee Maninani. Uh, yes, I, I would also for the future agenda items, uh, student trustee, student trustee uh, privileges. Um, I thought we had that. How how come this? Um, I thought we had it on the future agenda items a few times, but we never really got into a deep discussion over it. I'm just wondering why. Yeah, no. Well, we haven't had the opportunity to actually talk about it. Uh, a few times it was tabled, uh, not all parties were present. And so um, I feel that uh, uh, now it's it's time to okay. actually have it. Thank you. I think that I, I don't recall really having a robust discussion. I think it, it's worth a robust discussion. So, you know, we can really feel confident that, you know, we've discussed it and understand it better. So. That would be my my two cents on that one. Um, any other future agenda items that anybody would like? All right, well, I'm going to take a point of privilege and just say thank you all. It has been a pleasure to uh, chair this committee. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it might have been uh, one of the one of one of my highlights. I really enjoyed it. So thank you all, and. Uh, Keep moving it forward. Bye, everybody. Thank Bye. you, Trustee Selby. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.